The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The Welt says a story from the Beis HaLevi. Beis HaLevi in his elder years was giving a drasha in, in a Bismedish somewhere. And during his drasha, he was looking out the window and he sees a yingle on a porch, fell over and he fell down to the ground over the porch. Obviously, he couldn't handle it. People went to help, but the Bisalevi got sick from it, couldn't handle it. And he had to go, and he was checked out in a hospital in Warsaw and Varsha. And the doctor said that, Bisalevi, it's not a simple story. We have to check this out. While he was being checked out, it was a few days of tests. Meanwhile, all kinds of people knew the Bisalevi is in the hospital. They came, and they asked to see him for a second to get a bracha. And there was lines and lines and lines. And the doctors were wondering, they see, on oh, no, did. Why are the people so interested in getting brachas from him? They, you know, a tzaddik hides his ways. They thought he was another person, another yid. But they were bewildered. But that's the way it was. He kept in brachas. Finally, the tests, the results were that he suffered a clot somewhere in his guf de Beisalevi as a result of that shock of what he saw, that yingle falling over the porch. And they said, he will need, he will need surgery. So they told Beis son, Reb Chaim, who was there, that this is the decision that his father, the Beis HaLevi, Reb Yashaber, Soloveitchik, must have surgery. So Reb Chaim said, listen, I will go and I will speak to my father. Give me a couple of hours and I will tell you a response if he's ready to do the surgery. He went and he spoke to Reb Chaim. And when, what did he do? The Beis HaLevi, he spoke and learned. That's what the Beis HaLevi did. He spoke and learned. That was his response. So Reb Chaim, was, should have been in a big dilemma. He does not have the okay from his father because he started speaking to his father, so his father starts speaking and learning. So he got no response on the Shaila if, he, if he's masking to the surgery. So what does he do? So Khan goes back to the doctors and says to him, listen, listen, this is what you do. Whenever you're ready to do the surgery, whenever you're ready to do it, you come into the room. If you see that my father is laying on his side facing the wall, He's ready for surgery and he's ready to do it. If he's on a side facing not the wall, then he's not ready for surgery. Cryptic words. Two days later, the surgeons come into the room and they see the Basilevi is laying towards the wall. No, okay. They start speaking to him and they say, we're going to be doing surgery and this, this, and this, and we got to put it to sleep with anesthesia. And the Basilevi says, no anesthesia. Not ready for anesthesia. They said, it's impossible. You won't survive the surgery without it. No surgery. Just tell me a few minutes before you start, I will be mirak is my mayach. I will start thinking very much in depth about something and you'll be able to do the surgery. And so it happened. The Beis HaLevi started thinking and learning to the point that he felt literally nothing. This is despite that they took belts and they tied him across both sides of the bed that he shouldn't be able to move a millimeter during the surgery. Obviously, it could ruin the whole surgery. And he just was totally mufshit, his face, as if he's not here. It got to the point, the surgery took two hours. It got to the point that in the middle of the surgery, the doctor's almost looking like if he's alive. He was so still. And the doctor took a bottle that had a cover on it that had a very strong, sharp liquid inside. And he put it to the nose of the slave to check if it'll react. And the slave pushed away his, his head. So he knew he's fine. The two hours were up. Surgery was over. They told him he's going to have to be here more than a week to recuperate from the surgery. After four days, Mr. Levy got up and he was ready to go. His son, the Chaim, asked him, 
did you feel anything? He said, no. I was thinking in a sugi, I was thinking and learning, and I felt nothing. But, the Beis lady adds, at some point, I did smell a sharp smell. And I was afraid it might be a smell of Yayin Nesach. So I turned away my head, I shouldn't smell it. My Neire. This, when a person is in such a high level, he's so engrossed, he's so orangutan, in Torah, or a Siyas HaMitzvah. His own surroundings don't exist. Pain doesn't exist. Suffering is just not near. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.